Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Chapter 6, Nightmare. Boom! Chris awoke from a sound sleep. He sat up in his bed and heard a loud noise outside. Boom! Boom! He heard it again. A sound like hissing rockets came next. Frightened yet curious, Chris threw back his covers and ran for his bedroom door. Mom! Dad! Maria! He called out into the hallway, but no one answered. He ran into the hallway and ran down the stairs. Mom! Dad! Apparently no one was home. He heard another noise outside. This time it was the sound of voices, hundreds of them. Still in his pajamas, Chris threw open the front door and looked outside. The front yard, the street, and the neighborhood as far as he could see were filled with people. Most were still in their pajamas, like Chris. He recognized many of his neighbors. Then he saw Maria. Maria! Chris called. Maria, what's going on? Maria stared up into the sky. Chris's voice made her look at him. Chris had never seen her look so beautiful. Oh, Chris, he's here! He's finally here! Chris walked toward her through the crowd. Who's here, Maria? Why, Jesus, of course, she said. Maria turned back toward the sky. Chris looked up to where Maria was looking. A blast like a hundred Fourth of July celebrations almost blinded Chris, and he looked away. Come on, he heard Maria saying. It's time to go. Go, Chris asked. Go where? Chris ran to catch up with Maria, but Mrs. Schumacher, their neighbor, ran between them. Why didn't you tell me, she asked, pushing herself in front of him. Why didn't you warn me that this was coming? What are you talking about, Chris asked, trying to get past Mrs. Schumacher. Maria, don't leave me. He slipped past Mrs. Schumacher in time to see Maria, still in her pajamas, lift off the ground and fly into the air. Maria, you're flying, Chris said. Chris, come on, Maria said. Chris? He saw Mom and Dad and his little sister Yo-Yo suddenly rise into the air along with Maria. Chris, come on! Chris looked off above the crowd and saw several others lift off the ground. He saw Jenny, Sammy, and Didi among them. Then he looked down the street and he saw Willie running toward him. Willie, you can walk, you can run, Chris said, forgetting everything around him. Isn't it great, Willie said, jumping up and down for joy. Come on, you'll miss the party. Chris ran up to Willie, but just before he reached him, Willie lifted into the air like the others. Come on, slowpoke, Willie called down to him. Let's go. Willie, wait for me, Chris said. Maria, Mom, Dad. Suddenly, Chris noticed that it was getting darker around him. The sky was not as bright as if car headlights had passed and left the night's darkness to surround him once again. Chris began to sob. What's the matter, wimp? Chris turned to see Ryan standing beside him. They're all losers anyway. You're still here with the tough guys, the cool guys. Come on, let's have our own party. Ryan headed for the dark shadows between the houses. Chris could see yellow eyes glowing in the darkness. Come on, snail, Ryan laughed over his shoulder. This is where you belong. Chris looked at Ryan, then shook his head. No, he said, bursting into tears again. I belong up there. Chris ran out into the now empty street. Mom! Dad! Maria, help me! Take me with you! It's all right, Chris, he heard his mother say. You're just having a bad dream, that's all. Chris once again was in his own bed, surrounded by the familiar things of his room. His mother sat on the edge of his bed and held him in her arms. It's just a bad dream, Mrs. Vargas repeated. Mom, Chris sniffed when he could get the words out between tears, Mom, I want to be baptized. You do? she asked a bit surprised. Why? Chris told her about the nightmare. 
and I realized that I was the only one of the shoebox kids who hadn't decided to be baptized. Mom, I don't want to be left behind. Mrs. Vargas put her hand beneath Chris's chin and lifted his face up close to hers. Chris, I want you to understand something, she said. Okay? Are you listening? Baptism is only a symbol. It will not save you. Getting baptized will not get you to heaven. People choose to be baptized for a lot of reasons, but mostly it means that they have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Whatever they do, whatever they become, they dedicate that to Jesus. When we become Christians, it means that we accept the sacrifice, Jesus' death, as payment for our sins. When we make that decision to accept his sacrifice and to turn our lives over to him, that is when Jesus can save us. Until you understand that, baptism won't mean anything, Mrs. Vargas said. That's what Mrs. Shue meant, Chris said. Mrs. Vargas put her face close to Chris's again. Chris, are you getting pressure from the kids about baptism? Chris looked down and nodded. Most of my friends think it's great, but Ryan says that it's for losers. Well, what do you think? Chris didn't say anything. No one should feel pressured to be baptized, Mrs. Vargas said. You need to take your time and decide when you are good and ready. Remember, she said, pointing a finger at him, it's only a symbol of what's going on inside. There's nothing magic about it. Mrs. Vargas kissed Chris on the cheek. Do you feel better now? Chris nodded. Feel like you can go back to sleep? He nodded again. Good night. Remember, I love you, and God loves you. The door closed, and Chris snuggled down in his blankets. He didn't feel quite so confused as he did. He drifted off to sleep, dreaming of fluffy white clouds over a field of mustard yellow flowers. The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book One, The Mysterious Treasure Map. It was written by Jerry D. Thomas and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.